everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. Today we're covering Train to Busan from South Korea. This kicks off our We're Not in Kansas Anymore theme for the month of September because we needed to get out of the USA for a hot minute, like a lot of us. (laughs) I miss travel. Truly, truly, truly. All right. Shall we get down into some general thoughts on this film? Yes. The lead is very, 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 very hot. And I'm sad nobody ever talks about that. I don't understand. He was very attractive. I was like, look, (laughs) I will also have a train with you, good sir. Didn't end well for him, but a different train. Along the way, a different train. Yes, we'll yes. leave Busan. We won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this uh, it was also just beautifully shot. I loved the effects that they did use, especially like in the big uh, explosion scenes where it slow, like you saw the slow motion. That was super, super cool. Yeah, this is another movie that America just could never do, which is another reason why I'm firmly anti this remake that they want to do for American audiences. I agree. I did feel like the beginning was a little slow for me. Maybe there might have been some babies they could have trimmed in that first, you know, 30 minutes before we get onto the train. Um, yeah, that was my, that's my only critique of this entire film. That's my we, only one. We had a zombie deer five minutes in, like less than five. So I was fine with the pacing because we were like <laughs> zombie deer. And I was like, oh, no, not the animals. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I just felt like after that scene, it just kind of drugged a little bit, just a little bit. And I don't, I yeah, like I said, my only yeah. minor, minor, minor critique. And I and it may just be my mood right now. Who knows? I think so. I think if you rewatch it in a different day, you'll be like, oh shit, we did get into this real fast. Cause like it was like, is this a zombie deer? It was like you're a bad deer. Oh no, zombies! I was like, what happened? I rewatched it. After it ended, I was like, I'm going to cry a little bit and we're going to restart this Girl. so I can figure out what I missed because I feel like I missed stuff because it moved so fast. Um, <laughs> we're going to get to them emotions here in a little bit. But yes. Yeah, I, I mean, once they get to the train, it is a wild ride from beginning to end. Like, it nonstop. And I liked how, I did like as the, as the train is starting and we see people rushing onto the train but we see all that stuff start happening. I love that it slowly faded into the zombie explosion because <laughs> it was like, oh, bam, everybody's a zombie and there, all the shit's going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, everybody in this movie was a triathlete, which we don't always get because it's always like, oh, so-and-so's done for. It, it reminded me of how zombie movies are basically a long game of tag and how I used to lose at that as a child because I was chubby and I didn't believe in running even back then. And I don't know how I'd fare in a straight up zombie apocalypse, especially when they're all this athletic. I do I do feel like setting the film, the, the 95% of the film in a train and not, they, so they don't have guns, they don't have swords or knives, they have baseball bats because there's a baseball team on the, on the, on the train. I, I thought that made the characters, it forced the characters to be ingenuitive. You know, or and and yes. and rely on their own personal strengths and whatever those strengths might be. Like I loved how you fu- you found the pregnant woman and she was kind of nurturing Suan, and then the older woman 
in the nurturing phase. So they were, they were using their, their talents and what they knew they could provide to the group while the men were busting heads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, part of the thing I like about the zombie movies I do enjoy is that you either see people come together as a community to overcome this, or you see them all die off because they refuse to come together as a community. And, and we saw both in this one. Listen. And so it was cool to see all these good people, even though being good people is possibly what cost them their lives in the end. Because, like, everybody did. Um, well, and, everybody and it, did. It really, like, one of the major themes was, of this film is what are you willing to do? Like, what? Where? where is the line between saving yourself and saving others, especially when you're in a dire apocalyptic situation you know and, and and who do you protect because like the dad and the daughter the husband and the pregnant wife the two older sisters the the two young uh couple kind of I, they, they were kind of strange to me but, i can't uh, tell if they had a crush on each other and were being teenagers about it or if they were like we're the last two people in our class alive we right. are forever together now <laughs> right, <laughs> trauma right. bond <laughs> I can't tell because like right. they seem flirty up top, but again, we didn't get a whole lot before well, it was like run from the zombies. Right. She felt flirty to him, but he wasn't super into it. I couldn't tell if he wasn't into it, if he was awkward, because again, we get yeah. into the zombies. It's yeah. like we're on a train, throw a zombie on, good day. Right. And <laughs> that's a mood. Like it I to go back to your point about it being set on a train, I the fact that it made it so claustrophobic because mm -hmm. As a pedestrian, I've been on some Greyhounds and I've taken a Eurostar <laughs> once. Those are claustrophobic spaces. So if something pops off, you're just, that's what it is. And so <laughs> I, yeah, if this happened on an Amtrak, which is probably what that American remake would end up being, it would be even tinier. But again, just to like piss on the idea of an American remake of this film that is phenomenal, we're the country responsible for snakes on a plane. <laughs> so we should see ourselves out of everybody else's franchises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to talk about the the successes of this film in particular, this film was an, a nominated for thirty nine awards and won thirty two of them. That's that's both here in America and in South Korea and probably all over the world. I didn't, I didn't study all thirty nine awards because I was like, yeah, I got stuff to do. But <laughs> <laughs> and it's also the sixth highest grossing domestic film in South Korea. So at the top of the pandemic, me and the roommates I had at the time ended up watching a lot of K-pop um, drama because they know how to play with all of your emotions. Like their their version of Dr. Foster, which I just forgot the name of, I'm an asshole for forgetting the name of it because it, it was a movie every week. It wasn't an hour. Um, it wasn't six episodes. It was almost two hours every week for uh, almost two months, if not over two months. Um, and it was film. It was like a movie every damned week. And we were like, we weren't ready for this. We were in there and thinking it's going to be a cute little hour series. And right. then from that, like my other roommates were like, you should watch this. You should watch this. So like, I would say the first month and a half of our pandemic, we were just like living for the like South Korea dramas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I love, because usually what, you know, in America, when we set films in any Asian country, I feel like South South Korea, China, even Japan, you either you get two you get two very dynamic scenery ideas. You either are very rural and uh, and lower income, or you're urban and it's lights and everything is moving and all that stuff. Where this 
I really felt, especially in the first 30 minutes as they're setting up all these characters, I felt like you kind of saw how it just how it is in South Korea, where not, you know, you know, you have the fairly affluent father. And so I, I really enjoyed that about this film, how it took what America tends to, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, polarize and made it together, which is how I'm sure it really is over there. I I love that we do get a little bit of class warfare on this train. Um, yeah, too. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, because it was definitely that old villainous man who I hate, and I wanted him to have a gruesome death. Well, I was so happy when he. I wanted him to have the gruesomest death of the movie. I wanted the zombies to fall out of the sky onto him and just start ripping his flesh. So many good people died because of that rat bastard. You let me tell you, I've not hated a villain more in my life. Um, <laughs> so bad. That was so bad. But uh, okay, well, let's get into our like specific notes on the movie because. We've got lots of thoughts, and I'm sure he is involved in some of them. But before we get to him, let's talk about this zombie deer, because I have always wondered why animals don't turn into zombies. Right? Right? Because, like, in the zombie movie, you see these animals out here in the wild and people killing them for food. I'm like, uh, what did we do to ourselves where we're the only ones infected? Especially in movies where it's like, if you die, you dead, and you're a zombie. I'm like, (laughs) how? what is it? Is it a DNA-specific situation? Right. (laughs) exactly and the way it reanimated itself oh that was creepy that zombie deer told me up top this is gonna be a wild ride and to just go ahead and buckle in um it was a shot fired shots were fired with the zombie deer yes i love that the opening scene loved it loved it loved it i loved him pulling and i and i loved how it kind of put the whole because it kind of does play with like the cause of the zombies and how that's pretty much corporate greed, essentially, which mm-hmm. imagine that. But yeah, and especially when he's talking about he, the, the guy who runs the deer over as a farmer, and he's pissed at this company because last time they killed his hogs, and if they killed his hogs again, he, they'll never hear the end of it. You know, like, I love that. And we never see him again. Maybe he's alive. Maybe he's probably dead. He did. He is a farmer. Yeah, I, did. I don't want to get into that yet, because that's my hot take, but he might be alive. He might be. Everybody did. Everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I know. Everybody did. And this movie happened on a train. <laughs> no, not everybody. Anyway. Everybody. Um, There's people at the end of this movie that are alive. <laughs> I just want to say I love a movie that sets you up for each introduction to a character. You know that character. Like, there's no, I wonder what, I wonder if. Like, this little girl once they're on the train, wanders away from her dad because he's asleep. And she meets the people who were going to be following. Mm -hmm. And each of them up top, I'm like, that's clearly the villain. Like her exchange with that old man, which is when I was like, are we going to get into class a little bit too? Because they find the guy in the bathroom. He's like, he says something, I'm paraphrasing because I didn't like write down verbatim what he said. But he says something akin to look little girl and he pats her on the head which is very patronizing. Uh, He's like, look little girl, if you don't study hard, you could be like him. And she turns around and she's like, my mom said people who say that are bullshit. And I'm, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing still. Yeah, she's and, bullshit. She's yeah, like, no, whatever. She was kinder. Um, I'm a Gemini, so it, it's been right through my filter twice. And he's like, she must have flunked school. And he walks off and I was like, I don't like this man. I hope he dies. And he ended up being the real villain of the movie. I mean, the zombies were there, but this bastard, <laughs> he's the villain. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, no, and it, it really did set up the characters. Even even the 
like the character of the grandmother was yeah. super fleshed out, even though we only speak, she's only on screen for maybe five minutes, 10 minutes max. Yeah. And then I have the phone call. But when she died, I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't. Right? I was like, no, not Granny. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> granny had one scene. Right. But also in her one That's scene, she was like, your daughter is sad because you missed her recital. I think you're bullshit, son. Also, when you take her to visit her mother, you talk to your wife. Good day, sir. And I was like, yes, Granny, yes. Um <laughs> It was interesting though when she was like, I assume she turned. Is that what you assume too? Oh yeah, because she was turning on the phone. Yeah, and and she and like you saw the evil side of her come out. She was like talking about his wife, and she's like that bitch. And I was like, Granny would never say that. Right, and it was that moment where I was like, there was no winning because usually when you watch a movie, you can be like, what was the decision that led to all this shit. And the mm. other decision would have been for them to stay home and he would have left her with Granny while he went to work instead of taking her to see the mom. And it would have been there when Granny turned. Or she would have been there alone when Granny turned. Right, right. So at the end, she's crying. She's like, this is my fault. It's like, oh, no, bunny. No, it was going to be bad no matter well, what. And the idea of fault in this film, it really plays with, like, whose fault is it? Is it mm. the dad's fault? Because you find out that the dad's company is involved in what caused the zombies is it the people ahead above the dad? Because I don't, you know, or is it this court? Is it just capitalism? Is it there? Is it that fault? Is it capitalism? Is it the master who's killing everybody's fault? You know, like who is, who is at fault? And I think fault lies in multiple hands, no. but definitely not the little girl. <laughs> there is one villain in this movie, and it is that old, awful man who threw so many good people to the zombies on his quest to do the least. If he could just close a door, everybody could live. But he's like, no throwing you or oh let me get the conductor killed while i beg for my life and i've killed everybody already i was like he needs a gruesome death i wanted to see chunks of his flesh being ripped out i wanted them to just like i wanted him to like crowd surf amongst the zombies and they ripped him apart i <laughs> i am mad he did not get the death he was so cruising for i will say that this film really does a good job as giving sue ann a very um, sympathetic read because I, I felt for her from the very beginning when you first meet her and she's under the covers video chatting with her mother and being like i just want to come i just want to see you and i was just like oh you keep this little baby child <laughs> i i loved that because like she was like come get me dad's bullshit um <laughs> but again paraphrasing I <laughs> <laughs> you, you just give this little girl a potty mouth you know what <laughs> I I feel like she'd be fine with it because she also was not afraid to read her dad. When she started going down and he was like, we look out for ourselves and be selfish. And she was like, the reason you're selfish is the reason mom lived. And I was like, oh, damn, hot. Ooh, ouch. That's a burn. That's a burn. Right. right. But yeah, that's actually my next note too. Like, as much, like, I'm not saying he was a great father because clearly he <laughs> had some stuff to figure out. But like, I didn't always disagree with him his decisions in this zombie apocalypse because I was like little girl I don't know that you realize this but if we help if we help them we die sometimes yes sometimes he's been an but, asshole and she was like there was yeah like the, when, but, he, when he was trying to close the door on the pregnant couple yeah. but I, I was like, that's a little much but then there was other times I was like you can't bring everybody with you because you've only called and got this favor for two people and this is the military I don't think that they're going to be like Oh, well, there's 12 now. 
I think he knew deep down most of them were going to make it, but he was like the more the merrier because him and the couple expecting did sort of become their own community within this community. They did. I, that's not what I'm I, that <laughs> the, the relationship between the two fathers, the expected father and the, and the act, the father that is currently, whatever, you know what I mean? Especially in the scene where they're in the uh, bathroom and that whole scene between the three of them and the and kind of like three very different places in their lives, three very different uh, socioeconomic classes and just kind of the humor that they had, but also you could tell they often cared about each other. I thought that was really a really nice moment and scene, especially to get us out of all of the danger that we, because but we're still in, and you know, you're still in danger, but I was like, this is cute. You know, what? Life doesn't stop just because you're being chased by zombies. And I think that they captured that very well in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, the, the, the line where the guy, the expecting dad is talking to the teenager. He's like, how tall are you? And the teenager like bolts up. He's like, five, nine or something like that. Like, oh, <laughs> I, I, that the expecting father has my heart. Like this is going to be two of my notes in one. He has my heart because up top, we know he's a nice guy. And unfortunately, nice guys don't always finish last year. Because his interaction with the little girl, again, introductions. He's like, oh, she's peeing for two in there. So you want to use the other restroom. She's going to be a minute. And he's just like making with the jokes. He's sort of keeping an eye on her because there's a little girl wandering a train. And you're like, where's the parent? Right, right. <laughs> and even when he gets together with our fund manager, who's hot, um, and this kid... <laughs> I he's still protective of them. He's like, we're going to this train car to save our families, but I'll go first and you'll be yeah. between me and the other adult. And that way I can protect you both. And even yeah. his his last breath, he's still trying to protect everybody else first, mm -hmm. including his wife, of course. I and, see she's she's the character that has my heart because not only was she going, she was putting him in his place many times because she was like, Don't talk about her dad in front of her like that. Like, stop. Stop. You, and when he's trying to like kill the dad after they after he shut the door in front of them. But also, like, Sue Ann is like, everybody's thinking it. Again, <laughs> she has my heart. Like, her no, and his yes, freaking dad have course. my heart. I, as much as I am lusting for our lead, I am enamored with the suspecting father for different reasons. I want to just hug him and just be like, I hope you were this great in real life because I can't take any more assholes. Um, right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and just the relation, I love all the characters, the, the little old ladies, I love them all. But the relate, like I said, the relationship between the two dads and how that journey happened with them was just so nice to watch, which is weird to say as people are being eaten alive. But like, Again, when we leave America, people get to have emotions and they get to have heart. And they had that, like... When the, our fund manager is dying in the end, he's thinking of like when his daughter was a baby and he's laugh crying. Mm -hmm. And we don't get that in America. Instead, in America, we get I macho and I blew it up and you're fucking welcome. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I don't when know what accent all... was. <laughs> and, and everyone has a an, an arc. Every every character in this film has an arc. I would say the pregnant wife, her arc is about finding her inner strengths. And being able to really continue on her own after the dad, after everyone is there, the last two survivors. The little girl is about understanding her father and being able to grieve him. The expectant father is about understanding 
that not everyone's lived experience is your lived experience and not everyone's out to get you. Same thing with our main character. Because I because I do think that when at the at the very beginning when he was like coming when when he shut the door in front of them in the train for like in the first scene. I I agree with the wife. I do think that he was being a little too harsh and like, let's calm down here. We're all safe. Let's worry about what we've got to deal with with instead of trying to have a macho fight. But he had to start somewhere. He had to start somewhere to go somewhere. However, that mentality of close the door and let them die is what got him killed in the end. So he was right to have an issue. And it was also funny because our lead was on the other side of the door this next time. And so had we shut that kind of mentality down right up top, maybe some people would have lived. I mean, I I don't disagree, but I just think that in that moment, the wife had a point in saying, we're we're here, we're alive. He eventually let us in. Let's move on. We can't sit here and argue and try to put him out when he clearly has a daughter that's sitting right here. Because he, that guy, he was ready to push him out the door. He was like, you go, get out. Let- it, it's a tricky situation because, again, that closing of the door pack mentality that the villain leads the other car to do at the, towards right. the end of the movie is what fucks up a lot of the things for everybody else. So many people could have lived had they been like, they're clearly alive. They're calling us on a cell phone. Let them yeah. in. No, yeah. The, I mean, the difference is that the lead eventually opened the door. He let them in. But would he have done it had he been on the other side the second time? See, I don't, I don't know. That's we, we don't know that. I I believe his character arc, yes. But we would. But his character arc would have been the same if he hadn't had to fight through twelve cars with the dude who he hated at first. You know. Yeah. No. And so I I was here for my expecting dad to like hit him a little bit if he needed to because he wanted to just hit him. He wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill him. If somebody almost gets you murdered, you kind of do want to kill them. So again, I'm on his side. I'm on the wife's side. Like, let's all calm down. I'm peaceful. No, like, I, I'm happy she's in a calm place with her baby. But also, if you close a door on me in a zombie apocalypse, you better hope I don't make it on the other side. You better hope. Because <laughs> you get one shot and you bet not miss. <laughs> to quote Auntie Maxine. <laughs> I, see, I, I see your point. I just, I don't know. I'm with the wife. And also, well, I'm going to... No, let's go. Take. No, it's my Damn. hot take. I don't want to get into my hot take yet. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're... Okay, I'm going to go with my next one. <laughs> so, oh, something else that drove me crazy in this movie, and it does... This is not just this film. It happens a lot. There were so many times that I was like, dude, get up. What are you doing? Get up and go. Get up and go. Why are you staring at this thing and being like, I don't know what's going on. What's happening? Get your ass up and go. There's zombies. Right? Right? <laughs> there were so many times that happened. So many times. And it got so many people killed because they're like, oh, it's my sister in there. Let me stand here. Because some of it I get a shock. Like the little girl who almost died, she's crying for good reasons. And she's like, right. I don't know where my daddy is anymore. And he's like, get in here. Get in here. And she's like, I am. I don't know. Um, and the pregnant woman who just like watched her, <laughs> the, the father right. of her baby get eaten by zombies. No, she's yeah. a little shocked. But I, some the, of them the, were just staring. The one moment that I, that's when, when I made this note, was in the the train station when they stopped because I think this is a safe place. Mm -hmm. And the dad is getting attacked by the zombie and the the homeless man throws the black jacket on it. He stood, he sat there for, until the the expected dad was like, dude, get up. 
that's when I was like, I don't think you're gonna make it good, sir. Um, <laughs> but also while we're at that train station, that first stop, can we talk about how people were using the escalator? I was like, you just got off a train with zombies and you don't see any living people here. Are you gonna get caught in <laughs> an escalator or an elevator? And oh. what happened? Heading towards the zombies, people getting stamped on. I was like, right. that's why you take the stairs. That's why you take the stairs in a zombie apocalypse. And when you're stand, when you're in a hallway and you see a, a person at the end of the hallway and they're walking weird, weird do not run towards them. Do not. Listen. Again, they did not understand they were in a zombie apocalypse. Rule number one about a zombie apocalypse, understand you are in a zombie apocalypse. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I understand that the learning curve was a little quick. <laughs> you got to learn it within 30 minutes or 15, five, really. No. But like, and I don't know how much zombie literature is available <laughs> in South Korea. They may not. Do they have The Walking Dead? I don't know. They got but, the like, internet. They can they can see all the same things I'm seeing, and maybe some better stuff. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So many times I was like, "What are you? Get your ass up!" Ugh. I I rule number one of a zombie apocalypse. Recognize it's a zombie apocalypse at your first zombie. This is one of those things you could be like, I need to see two or three more to make sure. No, no, no. It tried to eat you and it said, Gur, gur. <laughs> <laughs> that those gurs are the only signals you need. Like, right. speaking of the zombies, I also really enjoyed in this film how they're portrayed physically because they're not just like, like. Like we see in American zombies. They're animated. They were like, almost like the grudge or like how those spirits are like angled and like decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all doing y'all, y'all doing y'all stretches. You Listen. are all very flexible and I, I see you and I appreciate it. Good for you. No, I, I would not do well in a zombie apocalypse where they are in shape like this. Like, this is like if the cast of Hamilton stopped dancing and started coming after people. I can't take that. Like, they dance all day. I've seen those muscles. <laughs> I, I couldn't outrun them. I could not fight them. It would just be like, I got, like, handled by David Diggs. I guess it's over. <laughs> Whereas, like, these, I, I want a slower zombie. Those other movies where the zombies are, like, camping up their feet. And that's what I need. Like, that's what, yes, please. That I need to be able to outwalk them, not running, because I don't believe in that, but outwalk them. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, this oh. movie just has so much action, heart, and zombies, and humor, and it's a delicate balance that they never lose sight of. It's like a charcuterie board, or yeah. a charcuterie board, for those of us on the internet. Um <laughs> And so I wanted bits and parts of all of it. Um, and they kept giving it to me in rounds. And I also want a sequel of this. Even though I'm anti-sequels, I, I would have also been like, I need a sequel. I think this could have been a TV series. Listen, The Walking Dead has had its time. Let it go and put this up. But not in America. Don't do it in America. Give funding to South Korea and let South Korea do the things they do right. <laughs> don't, don't Americanize this shit. Like, yeah, no. One I, 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 I think what helps this film and its heart and its comedy is that it it's not a I would not consider this film a horror comedy. It just is a horror movie that has heart and has some funny moments. Again, it's 
if your script is giving you realistic characters that are fully functioning and grounded, they're going to have moments of comedy. They're going to have moments of like, where you're like, what is happening? Do I believe in you anymore? Do I trust you anymore? Because people are flawed. And we're not just like, we're not caricatures, which is what a lot of movies tend to do. Is they're like, he's the funny guy. So he's only funny forever. And then you don't laugh because you can't tell people to laugh. You have to earn it. You have to be grounded and give them like believable circumstances and believable characters. I also, I loved the line in the bathroom. I don't know if you go back to that scene because it's just one of my favorites. But when the dad turns to the expectant dad and said, I think the expectant dad has like made a dig at, at the father and he turns back to him and he says, why is your ringtone so tacky? <laughs> The I said, shade, shady bitches up in here. The reeds, the library was open this whole fucking movie. And I lived. While we're back in the bathroom, let's talk about these three men who bond to get their friends out of the car. Because none of them are your typical hero. You have your fund manager, who's a bad dad. <laughs> you have your comic relief, who's the second dad, with a heart of gold. But also, like, he's not your hero, usually. And you have a teenager who's not ready for the world. Like, he has his baseball bat and talks a good game. But the second he sees his friends as zombies, he's like, I got to piss myself real quick. Do y'all have this? Right. <laughs> and so... Well, and I, I thought that moment was beautiful when he looked at the... When he saw his friends that aren't his friends anymore. Yeah. Like, that would be so... Like, could you imagine seeing me as a zombie? <laughs> You if you're at a distance, I could let you live as a zombie. But if you're up close, we'd have to have a different conversation. I, I wouldn't blame you for killing me. Yeah. But like, it, I, I, give me a That's little emotion friendship. before you do it. Be like, this sucks, Trent. Sorry. That's our title. We're going to keep naming these in the episode. That's going to be great. It's going to be real great. Um, <laughs> check. Um, <laughs> no, I, it's, I forgot what I was watching. Oh, my God. I forgot what I was watching. I think it was Vita. And um, one of the partners she has, she's like, if I were a zombie, you'd kill me, right? And the partner's like, no, I would, I would like try and find a cure. And she's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> she's like, I don't understand how I feel this question. <laughs> and it's because again, like some of us, our team, this is what needs to happen in a zombie apocalypse because it's a zombie apocalypse. And some of us will be eaten by zombies. And those are the two people that there are in a zombie apocalypse. I got thoughts on that, but that's my hot take. So we'll come get there. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so I, okay, MVP of this film, other than our three dudes, and really everybody, but the moment that I was like, yes. So after they get, in, after the locked door, they bust through that shit. They have to get through the other door, and they're like, and then the other people are like, "No, you can't be in here." I'd be like, "Okay, I'll go further away from the zombies. That's fine with me." Uh, I would, I would not have been that upset about it. I'd have been like, <laughs> "Deuces, y'all have fun. They're right there. I'm gonna be over here." <laughs> but then when that old lady went up to that door and opened it, I was like, "Yes, thank you, little old lady." For giving these people their just desserts for being in assholes and listening to that man. I literally almost text Jazz when she opened that door to just be like, I'm watching Train to Busan. She's opened the door. That's how you clear a bitch. Because <laughs> all of them deserved it. All of all them of deserved them. it. All and I've them. I've never been so happy to see people get mauled by zombies in my life. I'm I'm gonna put it on repeat 
tonight before I go to sleep so I can watch it two more times. Yeah, because then... when she opened it, it, it cut to the other room and you see all the, the, the franticness. And I was like, no, I want to see it. I want to watch them. <laughs> and yeah. then they went back to it. And I was like, yes, thank you. Because those bastards were like, get into the other, get into that. I forgot what they call it. It's not an interval. Um, it's where they keep like the, the, uh, I forgot a word. Thing. It's where they keep like the luggage and stuff. It's like between the first car and the engine, like, you know. I forgot a word again. Um, I do this now, and apparently, so it's a great time to start a podcast. But like, <laughs> they were like, get in there. And they locked them in, and then she opened the doors so they couldn't get out. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's an IP buffet in the zombie car, you bitches. Look. So happy. Um, it's if I could give one scene in this movie an award, it would be that one, just because it brought so much joy for me. <laughs> That's really what we're here for. It is great performances, <laughs> great connections, but like this car of people getting eaten after they've crossed the fins that I made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what matters. Um, <laughs> uh, but that uh, was, before we get to that. That was another moment. I was like, lady, old lady, move. And you could survive too. But she's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to die. I, that's a mood. And I'm not sure. Because I, when I was younger, in my youths, um, <laughs> I would have been like, anything to survive. But now that I'm getting older, I'm like, I got bills. And I don't like to run. So like, what is my long game? I, I would think about it. I'd probably still put up a little bit of a fight. But I would think about it. I'd be like, I could take all these assholes out with me and that'd be a good deed. <laughs> or I could sit here with these assholes and see where this goes, knowing I'm not going to run. <laughs> fair points, fair points. Yeah. I was so emotional. I was like, oh, when he got, when he won, stupid mistake, when you're fighting a zombie, do not put your hand over its mouth. Literally, he had eyes. You could have clawed at. You could have hit him in the throat. I was like, "Good sir, you don't take a self defense class. Not the, don't put your hand in the zombie's mouth." Um, and I get it; it was a sacrifice, and it needs to be dramatic. But I was like, "I'm so right. mad at you and your hand right now." <laughs> um, <laughs> but when Suan was crying and saying, "Please don't leave," please, I was just like, "Oh my god, I cannot handle this." Can you imagine surviving all of that to finally get your daughter's respect and then you're dead? I, I, I'm still heartbroken. I I will say the shot, because typically when people like kill themselves in horror movies especially, you the, the directors are like, I want to get the gore. I want to see the guts and the blood. And the, I love that this one, you literally own, you just saw his shadow jump from the train. Beautiful, beautiful moment. Yeah, like he didn't need a gruesome death because he he did all the right things. And that's what makes it harder. Because it would have been one thing if he was like, I did a bunch of dumb things in the end, ha, ha, ha. But he was like, no, I got smarter. I got wiser. I learned to care about others. I, I'm helping this pregnant woman. I'm putting my kid first, finally. And I sacrificed myself for them. And it's like, no, if you've not been one good person this one time. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my fun manager? Right. You should he should have pushed the dude off before he even turned. He let him have a whole speech about his mom and his address, and I was like, you know what you need to do. He's you right know there. what you need to do. I would have waited until he got to that one part where there's a little break in the railing. Mm-mm. I would have ran up there and boop boop. Bye. When I had seen he was a zombie, I he was still speaking. I was like, now is my time to shine. Good night, villain. And he would have been gone. 
But no, we let him have his dramatic moment. Like he earned it, this little asshole. I I hate this character. I don't know. I don't know who and how they put this character together. Um, I I don't know if I've hated a character this much in a while. And I watch a lot of things. I straight up wanted somebody to punch this man in the face. Because up top, he was like, there's zombies and I'm special. Treat me special. Taking radios from people and yelling at the conductor like he owns something. And I'm like, you're nobody, old man. Right. Him twisting his foot in that train track. And I was like, they're coming for him. Yeah, get him. I was like, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Eat his ass. Mm-hmm. And then like the conductor saved him. I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, I was so, I want, mm, mm. I was mad. I was irate. I was like, if y'all don't murder him right now. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to die now. And I was like, it's too late. I wanted you dead the whole movie. Right. I will say, you know, I think the reason we both, everyone probably hates this character so much is that his only motivation throughout the entire film was selfishness. Was only thinking of himself. No, I mean, at at the train station, he wanted to leave everybody. He's the 1%. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean. 101%? <laughs> we do math here. Welcome to Fear Street. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, oh, he's just the worst. And I just want to, oh my God. Mm. I I hate him so much. I feel like I hate him so much. I, I burned calories. <laughs> like, look oh, at these cheekbones. They weren't here this morning. What? <laughs> I was so... Uh, oh yeah, because when it when it the because I thought he was dead when the little old lady opened the door, and then it switched and it showed him in that uh, train conduct not the conductor but one of the stewardesses I guess I don't know, and I was like God damn it they're still alive. when I saw he was still alive I almost had to pause the movie that's how emotionally upset I was. <laughs> I was like, you did not let him live. Fuck you. <laughs> and what does he do? Throw people to the zombies on his way to nowhere. And you know, that's how he lived because he was only ever concerned about himself. But ultimately, that was his downfall. Yeah. The sad part is, had he not been an asshole, he probably would have been alive at the end. But mm-hmm. he was like, I can't be bothered to close a door. Let me throw a teenage girl at the zombies instead. And it's like, if you just close the door behind you, y'all all would have been safe here. There were so many times where if he just did the right thing, everybody would have been safe. But he was like, no, let everybody die because I'm special. I have privilege. And it's like, you and your privileges need to catch these hands real quick. It was, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, let's talk about the end. So I'm not going to lie. I was like, this little girl and this pregnant woman are going to be fine. They're going to be safe because they've made it this far. But seeing them in the scope of the gun after we just dropped our Night of the Living Dead episode, I was like, what if? Yeah. What if? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If they had been shot and killed, I would this, I would have hated this film. I would have I, read this film to filth. I wouldn't have hated it because, again, like I, I'm fine with a bleak ending, especially if we have a commentary, which is people fucking following orders without thinking for themselves in the armies and militaries. But but I just I I was not ready after the journey I had been on, and so I was I got very tense and anxious because like they're not gonna do it they're not gonna do it but also we just put out an episode so I was like we know it happens though um but it's it, not the same commentary it, it, I, I it could happen and then the little girl started singing the song her father didn't get to see her sing I yeah because to me if they had killed her in the end the bleakness of this film is when the father sacrifices himself and jumps off the train after having this 
heartbreaking discussion with his daughter before he does this. Like, that was the bleakness. If that hadn't been there, then okay, whatever. But you had already crushed me, and you crushed me again. We're done. We're done. I would have hated it. I would have hated it. It would have literally went from a probably four and a half star to a half star. I would still be crying, but I still live for it because, again, I feel like sometimes as writers, we we care too much about what our audiences think they want because they want happy endings. And that's not good TV. It's not good movies. It's not good books. Um, sometimes you have to do the thing that they hate and then they'll remember it later on when they're in a better place. Um, mm-hmm. It's what keeps it exciting. So those of us who are ruiners <laughs> don't go there and go, oh, this is your movie in the first five minutes. And so I, I would have been, I would still be crying while we record this, but I would have been about it. I see, but I like, I would not even know they didn't kill her in the end. This is still not a happy ending. They survived, but it's yeah. not like a woo, let's throw a party. We we're so happy. No, like every her husband is dead. Her father is dead. They're living now in a military organized town. Hopefully, her mother's alive. Who knows? Her mother's phone is not working anymore so her her mother is probably dead like it's not a happy ending by any stretch of the imagination i mean granted but also i feel like in life things are just always so bleak and shitty that in order to keep it realistic you have to sometimes go there this movie didn't need to go there but if it had i would have understood and i would still be crying but i would have understood because like how many people get even semi-happy endings in life Hopefully a people. <laughs> hopefully a people. Um, hopefully a people gets a happy ending in life. I would have hated it if it had done that, but it didn't. No. So we're I would be good. ordering merch while crying. I'm like, I'm so sad. Where's my teacher? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. Anyways. I just wanted to say, I also love the other through lines because we talked about like the phone and the mom mm-hmm. and the song. The other through line of the respecting father and the door because he's mm. always the guy at the door trying to get in so people can get safe or trying to keep it closed so people can get safe. And so for that to be the way he goes, the symmetry in that was really beautiful when I was watching the second time. Because the first time I was like, no. And the second time I was like, okay, okay, I get it. It had to happen here. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, and they all kind of have that, especially our our main cast, all kind of have that symmetry to their end. The yes. two young people, she ends up getting bit and turning and killing him. Our older sisters, the the one of them, the one of the sisters sacrifices herself, and then the older sister to get revenge for everybody else opens that door. <laughs> He's a Gemini. I felt right. it. Right. Like you said, the expectant father in the doors, the the main character sacrificing himself for his daughter and the safety of the pregnant wife, which the expectant father asked him to do to make sure that yeah. she was okay. And before he dies, he names his kid because the wife was all like, he's too lazy to name it. So we're calling it Sleepy. And he, he wasn't being lazy. He just thought he had time and he didn't. And so he's like, here's the name. I hope it's great. Uh, and yeah, and like each of them were 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 heartbreaking. You know what I mean? We're sad. Yeah, that moment really broke me though. But like the two teenagers, that was so sad to see her turn on him and kill. Even though they'd had this whole journey together, 
And he was just holding her, waiting for it. Because again, this teen baby was not ready for a zombie apocalypse when he left his house this day. No. He was not emotionally no. ready. Um, just holding her and crying, watching her turn. Like, you, you, this is not going to end well. You got to get away. And he's right. like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to cry. Yeah. And the older <laughs> sisters, you know, when she gets, because before she gets up, she's like, you always wanted to save everybody else, didn't you? You always, so I was like, is she mad at her? And then she got up to the window, put her hand on it, and just said, thank you. And I was like, Right? Beautiful. Right. Beautiful. I, this movie is art, and I can't wait to give the other movie $2 and watch it later tonight when I should be asleep. Um. <laughs> All right, shall we get to hot takes? Yes. Okay, so mine, which has nothing to do with this film, but <laughs> kind of, <laughs> in a long, in a long about, roundabout way. I don't think enough people are prepared for a zombie apocalypse, y'all. Get prepared. Have a plan. Have a thought. Have an idea. Even if that plan goes to shit, at least you've gotten somewhere. I, I agree because again, I I don't believe in running. So I'm gonna try and have like a carrot stick and a, do a sit-up tomorrow, just in case. I'm going my plan is I'm gonna find five, six people, because you're better in small groups. You don't want to be alone, mm-hmm. but you don't want like a large, huge amount of people. But you need five or six people that that are diverse in talents skills and, to pay yeah. the bills. And then you, and then I'm going to go out into the wilderness, and I'm going to find a farm that's been abandoned because they're all zombies now, and that's where I'm going to live. That's my plan. I would go. I would go the old school route of finding the tallest building in the city that's closest to the best amount of weapons and food. See, but in the farm, you can grow your own food. Yeah, but also on the farm, you have the one level usually. Whereas in the skyscraper, the zombies gotta like be real athletic to get all them fucking stairs. <laughs> well, yeah, that is true. But, anyways, just have a plan. Like I said, it may go to shit and you may die anyway, but at least you tried. Yes. And if you're gonna end it, take the train full of assholes with you. Right. MVP. Right. <laughs> all right, Shrey, what's your hot take? This is one of my favorite zombie movies, and I don't think we talk about it enough when discussing that part of the genre, because we normally get stuck in American-made zombie movies, and they're fine. Some of them are great, but like, this is right there. So why is this not making the list? Yeah, it's been out for about four years, well, six years now, mm-hmm. or five years. I mean, twenty. it came out in 2016. That's well, I think when, maybe in America at least, when it came out, we were all a little <laughs> just like, it's 2016. True, but also other movies from that span are getting like all this notice. And this is, this is mostly talked about in like weird little circles of like my friend groups. Like when I see like a list roll out of greatest movies of whatever the fuck, um, it's never like Train to Busan. It's always like these American made zombie movies. And yeah. it's like some well, of them are good, some of them are eh. And I feel like the I will say they say though that I feel like it is getting its notoriety now. I've heard more about this film in the last year than I have when it came out. So hopefully it, yeah. But hopefully with that more people will be introduced to this. Because like this one is free on Shutter right now. Hopefully it will be when this comes out. If it's not, I'm sorry. Is it on Hulu still too? Yeah. Okay. I check Shutter for the sequel. Maybe I don't have to. I mean, I'll pay two dollars. It's two dollars. But like, I should check Shutter for the sequel because my Google does not tell me what's on Shutter. Thank you. I'm gonna go do that after this. 
<laughs> I do. I think it's Amsha. Don't you lie to me, Trent. Well, I'm another episode tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, it's getting it's it's past due respect because yeah, it, this is a great film. It's definitely, if not my favorite zombie film, definitely my top five for sure. It's Probably definitely. It's definitely one of my favorites. Like I, I don't even know if I would put together a list because I still need to see some from other countries because in America it was hard to get other countries stuff when I was a child. And so I'm woefully behind. So I wouldn't be like top five, let's go. And then be like, Oh no, Italy was right there. Oh no. (laughs) Japan was right there. I will not be attacked on Regina King's internet that way. So I'm going to do some research and then come back. But this is one of my favorites I've seen with my own two eyes. Agreed. It's up there for sure. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on Train to Busan. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be covering Putty. And that's going to continue our theme of we're not in Kansas anymore by keeping us out of Kansas. And America, not just Kansas. Listen, one and the same, really. Uh, it's a turducken of things I'm trying to get away from. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as always, everyone, make sure you stay fierce out there.